0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to podcast episode number seven. And we have our very special guest today from Trinidad, Miss Aminiki Omotola. Hello, Aminiki. Hi, love.
1: How are you?
0: I'm very well, thanks. And you? I'm fine. I'm good. I am very, very good. Great, and Aminike is the founder of Trinidad Mogalista. So, Aminike, tell us a lot, a bit more about um, you, about Trinidad Mogalista, and what exactly it is you do as the Chief Everything Officer.
1: Hi, everyone. i in super Yes. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> um, my name is Aminike, and I am the founder and Chief Everything Officer of Trinidad and Trinidad Mogalista is more than just a thing, it is a movement, it is uh, a place for creatives to feel at home. Um, I established Trinidad Mobilista in an effort to give the creative industry a uh, place in Trinidad, um, somewhere they can voice their opinions, a place where they can get real information on social media and how to navigate social media for their businesses.
0: Brilliant. Okay. And when did you start Trinidad Mogulista? How long has it been operating now?
1: Trinidad Mogalista is a year old. She's a baby. So it's only been a year that um the website has been up and running and also a year that I have been in this part this type of entrepreneur food is like.
0: your your website is beautiful by the way. I love it.
1: Thank you. Shout out to Stephanie of Silver Marketing. She did that.
0: All right, Stephanie, wonderful, wonderful website you have here. Okay, so I know you're not new to entrepreneurship, so let's begin with you telling us a little bit of what you were doing prior to Trinidad Mogalista before we start delving into exactly um, a bit more about um, what we'll be talking about today. All
1: right, so before Trinidad Mogalisa, I had several different entrepreneur business ventures that went south um, and that I'm very, very comfortable with a makeup artist like everyone saw my makeup yesterday at, at the at the event and said did you do that I was like no this is why I didn't do it because I am not good at this um at this and um so I was doing I dabbled in makeup I dabbled in image consultancy so I can't put together an outfit but say like I could go full zoom into it no I had two restaurants and bars in Trinidad and Tobago Wow I tried in but like, you, know, you know, the taxi service is kind of wacky in the, on the island, so, you know, everybody kind of buys like a little car and like puts it on the road and says, okay, let's, let's try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went down that road too, no, two cars mash up. You know, <laughs> listen, no, certain things were just not for me. So This is why I know like Trinidad was is definitely ordained by a higher power. If you don't believe in that, I am a believer, so be ordained by God because everything just kind of fell into place
0: fell into place so you believe yeah. that this what you're doing is because it's working this is this is the right thing this is what this you is, should uh, be doing yeah,
1: this, is, this is what i should be doing definitely this is definitely what i should be doing. there's no set of drama right <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh-huh. and
1: i feel energized by doing it and it's not only I mean, some parts of course some parts of the business is weird Is like like of course they're your the business that you're like uh no but the other part is like yeah this is my jam i love you yeah
0: right right okay and trinidad mogulista i'm looking at your website and some of the services that you offer so Mm -hmm. it says you you provide social media strategies Mm -hmm. um and what else here do you do you you get um you give training on canva and other apps that will allow the client to be able to develop their their social media management so Instagram mainly, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. You do email marketing. You do blog creation, mm-hmm. website maintenance, and add-ons. So you mm-hmm. provide a full package. Yes, I do. Yes. And who are your clients? Tell us a bit about the profile of your client.
1: My clients are usually, as I, I target creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, so makeup artists, event planners, uh, decorators, people who are using enhanced hands, bakers, um, Caters who do food, a chef, things like people who are in the in the service industry mostly and who are using their creativity to to show their wit. That, that's that's kind of my clientele. Usually yep. women, female owned business owners as well.
0: Ah, okay. So you're you cater to, to female founders, to female yes. entrepreneurs. Yes, I do. Okay, great. So thank you for that. Now, let's jump into today's topic. So today, uh, we are going to be focusing on building a business and managing a long-term illness. That's the topic of today's podcast, podcast number six on Secret Birds HQ. So first thing, why don't you tell us a little bit about your illness and what it is and uh, how you found out that you, that you had this illness? Oh, that's
1: a, that's a long story. That's a good story. You can give us so, the short version. The short version. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have lupus nephritis, SLE, which is an autoimmune disease where your red blood cells instead of with your white blood cells, they work against each other. Um, so my immune system is deficient, basically. I don't have the immune system of a normal adult. Um,
0: you said your immune system is. Can you repeat that for us? It's what deficient,
1: deficient. It's deficient, okay. It's not working like a normal adult 35 year old immune system, it does definitely. It is not all right. Um, I got diagnosed with lupus in a funny kind of way where I was feeling really sick. I was in college in my 13th year with lupus. 13th Um,
0: year, wow,
1: yeah. I've been having a long time, Um, okay.
0: Well, I, I, I. I should say thirteen years managing it and running a managing business. It. Kudos to you.
1: Yes.
0: All hats to you. Yes. Okay, carry on.
1: Thank you. Um, so I was in the United States. I studied abroad for my degrees. Right. I was really, really sick and so my mom. My mom came to visit, my dad came to visit and I still wasn't getting back because I think all a parents always do that job.
0: And, right. So what um, kind of symptoms were you having? Just so people can have an idea of Yeah, uh, um I had really, really bad joint pains and um headaches. I had swollen swollen
1: ankles for a very long time. Um, a long time. They thought it was well, it really it was, was my kidney that was a that's a different eye, Different ball But yeah, my ankles were swollen, I had Bad, a bad, the butterfly rash, which is the front of your super symptoms, so where you get a big rash like a butterfly, it's very much just like, looks just like a butterfly on your face, mm, um, on your face, yeah, okay. The whole face just breaks out into this big rash, and um, basically that was it. Like, yeah, that was that. Was, those are the main symptoms, and of course, tiredness and lethargy. Um, so okay. I had a lot of those symptoms. I went to several different doctors in the United States.
0: No one could have really talked
1: into what was wrong. I told my mama I was coming home and she said, sure. I was like, yep. I took the rest of the semester off and I came home.
0: And where in the U.S. did you study? And what did you study? Just so we can know. our, min- our- I
1: studied in Philadelphia, Dickinson University in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I studied psychology. And yeah, that's my background. Psychology. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah yeah
1: nothing to do with entrepreneurship that's okay
0: uh, that's, that's okay, okay. That's, that's usually okay. the case
1: <laughs> yes it is usually the case um yeah so basically, sorry, i came home my mom of course uh knew a doctor that would have been over so i came home on a holiday that day as well uh it was easter so that's how i always remember when i was there um and by the easter monday like this looks like this looks like lupus and i'm like who die die from that I'm yeah. No, like, oh, they don't die anymore. Don't worry yourself. And by within like two, three days, yeah, I got
0: diagnosed with glucose. So you were diagnosed in Trinidad? Yes, I was.
1: Oh. In fact, I was diagnosed in Tobago. Okay.
0: Okay. So how did that make you feel? Tell us about that process. I mean, I can only, I, I you know, knock on wood, uh, thank God, I don't suffer from any kind of illness like that. Um, I don't know what that's like. So you have to bear with me if I ask questions that seem a bit silly. But I'm asking no, questions, no yeah, I'm asking questions from a position of someone who doesn't know. And I imagine a lot of our viewers don't know as well. So you find you find out you have this disease. How how does that make you feel? You're overwhelmed, you're shocked, you're scared. What kind of stuff is happening and going through your head at the time?
1: You feel depressed. You feel like it's the end of the world. Feel cheated because like I didn't do anything. Lupus is one of those diseases where there's no cure, there's no cure, and there's no cause. Not like something that you did or or you know you had like a unhealthy lifestyle or anything like that. Or is it is not really hereditary? So yeah, I was I felt like it was the end of my world, like you know. I'm 22, 23 years old, and I, I got this disease. Like, why me? Why mm. so, uh, does that have to happen to me? Like, what did I do? I I I, I pay all my taxes. <laughs> I go to school on time. <laughs> I'm trying to be a better person. I'm, I'm doing all the right things. And still, like, I got this, this disease. Like, what? Mm. what?
0: And I'm it's sure like, there was, you were angry for a little bit. Angry with very, the world. Angry yeah. with life. Yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely angry. Definitely angry. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. sometimes when these things happen to us, we start thinking, why does this happen to me? And I'm mm-hmm. a good... And, and it's like, I think you see other people around you who yeah. they have, they're, they're not doing anything, but nothing ever happens to them. Mm-hmm. But I've learned that all these things are actually blessings in disguise.
1: Yeah. I would definitely say that as well. Yeah. I would definitely that. I've I learned,
0: I've that learned to shift my thinking on, on these types of things. It took time, but yeah, I can imagine it's the same for you. Yes. Yeah.
1: It definitely, definitely took a lot of time.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I would imagine it—it it, it forced you to reevaluate your life and a lot of things in your life, and maybe people, and just you start thinking in a different way, don't you?
1: Yeah, like you know, people like you know, tomorrow I'm turning thirty-five, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're almost 40. and I'm like, "Listen, getting mm-hmm. older is not a fair thing." Yeah, getting older is a blessing because I've like with lupus, I have been hospitalized in the hospital for like 21 days on my deathbed. Mm. So I am definitely living my second life. So, wow, I can't fly in God's face in that type of way and say, Well, oh, I'm getting older and it's the end of the no, it isn't. It is a blessing each single day that I get up and I'm alive and I'm kicking and I'm.
0: Like I went through
1: a whole pregnancy with lupus.
0: I know you had and a beautiful daughter and everything, yeah, and yeah. everything.
1: So, and that and itself was a struggle because she was unplanned, and you're not supposed to have unplanned babies with you're supposed to plan it out. Mm. And, um, yeah, so every day is a blessing, you know. I'm I think older, I'm getting another year on my yeah. my on my. On my Life is yay. Absolutely. <laughs> Hallelujah. I did not die or nothing I didn't have nothing happened to me. So yay. It's nothing to be afraid of yes. or yeah. upset about. Yeah. Now video I,
0: I, I had an interesting conversation with someone recently about the concept of ta- of um everything okay over there? Yeah, everything's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. now I was just hearing the mic, but it's all right. So uh-huh. um about the concept of time. And as you mentioned, um, getting older, you said people constantly say to you, "Oh, you're getting older, you're getting older." What is, what do you think is um, people's obsession with time and timing, and 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 that whole conversation around time? What 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 is your view on that? Why do you think people are so obsessed with age, and youth, and oh, I don't have enough time and time and time? What is that about? People like living on the clock.
1: I- I think, uh, okay, that's a great question. I think age, I think people because uh, with age and youngness and youth, because it's a mindset that that the world will just kind of pushes on us. Like, you know, young people do this and old people do that. And this is what you're supposed to do at this age and this is what you're supposed to be doing at that age. And you can't mix it. There's no shades of grey, it's black or white. Mm-hmm. and we all try to follow these trends. So it is definitely pushed upon us from, you know, from the babies, you know, you tell, you tell your three-year-old, you're a three-year-old now, you can't do this. Or you're a five-year-old now, you can't do that. Or you're a 10-year-old now, you're supposed to be doing this. So it's always like that when it comes to
0: getting older.
1: So I think it's just, part of society and part
0: of like how oh, you are, you're mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, this, this, this community, this podcast, this, everything that we do on secret bird centers, women, obviously women entrepreneurs. And, um, I feel like every woman I've ever interviewed for this, for this podcast, this community, whether it's one of the hubs in London or the Caribbean, there's always a concept of time. And it's, you know, I wish I had done this earlier, or I wish I had more time, or I wish I knew about this. Or they say, um, I reached that time in my life. Like everything is around time. And someone said to me, um, women have a special relationship with time because of the way we are wired because of the responsibilities and the roles we have in life because we have a biological quote unquote clock and all this other and all this other stuff. Do you feel like as, as women generally, um, uh, and speaking within the entrepreneurial space, put too much, um, pressure on themselves to do too much and achieve too much and do this and do that because they're, they feel like they're under the clock. I think so. Yeah.
1: I definitely think so. I think that, um, We put a lot of pressure on ourselves, so so that we want to fulfill all of these things in a certain amount of time frame. And obviously, men don't have that. Obviously, men don't have that way of like you know having to think about
0: timing
1: and you know that they're getting older and um their biological clock and they want to have kids and. Mm-hmm. This, that, and the other. It's never like that for them. Mm-hmm. So they get to play with whatever age. They can be a 70 year old CEO and like whatever, you know. But us, we'd be like, oh God, a 70 year old CEO will be able to keep up and this and that and the other. And we'd be like, the young woman who is below us is going to try to get what we have and we always have to stay on God
0: and, huh. So I think, you know, it, it's funny that you brought that up with men because the lady I spoke to, what she said something very powerful about time. She said, time is a construct created by men. And I said, you think so? She said, yeah, because if you ever look at it, men never worry about time because they created time. And she said, but women are the ones running around, killing, them out, killing themselves and each other over timing because we operate from a place of of, li- of limitations. We don't believe that we have enough time. We don't believe that we can do everything. We constantly put this pressure on ourselves because this male-dominated society has said time is important. She was like, you know, when you look at the way the masculine and the feminine operate, the feminine flows. You know, the feminine is naturally creative and she kind of you know, operates in her space and she does her thing. Whereas the masculine energy is and you know, males and females, we've all got masculine and feminine energy within us. She's like, the masculine is very he's you know, he wants to accomplish things. So he does everything on timing, you know, I've got to get this done by this time. I've got to do this by that time. So she's like, we've adapted this timing, but it's not it's not a part of, of, uh, of who we are as women. And she's like, once you start to release this concept of timing, you, you operate from a place of abundance because you realize actually, you know what, I've got all the timing in the world, (laughs) but it's, again, it's one of those things you have to kind of study and understand. And a lot of people won't accept that theory. Some may reject it, but I just thought it was a really interesting conversation. And as you said, people say to you, Oh, you're getting close to 40. There's also this obsession with 40. Like something happens when you turn 40. I don't know. I think with, with I
1: can't wait. I want to know.
0: <laughs> I know. I think I think within every obviously with any stage of your life, things change. I mean, the way we were in our 20s is very different to the way we are in our 30s. And then when yes. we get into our 40s, we're obviously going to be different people as well. But I think that's the beauty of life. Like I, re- I reflect on when I was in my 20s. And I just oh my God, I was confused. That was a mess. (laughs) But um, I think that's all a part of being in your 20s. You know, you're trying to find yourself and you do lots of different things and you make mistakes and you think you know it all, but you really don't, you know, you're obnoxious. (laughs) But that's that's all a part of it. And then I don't, I wouldn't ever want to be in my 20s again. I've enjoyed that stage and I've moved on. And I think that's how it should be. So I don't embrace this concept of, you know everything has got to be focused on youth and I think we all have to appreciate each stage in our life and we have to flow with that you can't be in your 40s trying to be in your 20s it's not a good it's not a good look it's not a good look at all firstly and it's and it, it makes you look very sort of like you weren't like you didn't you didn't enjoy yourself you didn't enjoy yeah. your life you like you were doing whatever else and that's kind of sad when you when you think about it, um, because you want different things at different stages in your life, you know. Yes, you do. Absolutely. It. Well, your birthday's tomorrow, so I'm wishing you a happy birthday in advance. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So now you've talked to us about your um your disease and how that came about. And you said you've been managing this disease for thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Now there are going to be women listening to this podcast going, Oh wow, you know? And there may be some women who have a, a long term illness themselves or some kind of autoimmune a lot of autoimmune diseases are are quite difficult to manage because one day you're good and the next day you're not so good what um what what would you say to them about about managing an illness and and running your business obviously you do it so it's possible but what would you say to them to help them to to realize that it is possible you know it's not a death sentence and and if anything they should use it as as fuel to motivate themselves
1: (laughs) sorry that's all right oh, no, it's not a best sentence. It's just a sentence where you have to, I won't even call it a sentence. It is a reminder for me that I am living, for me to live my best life, mm-hmm. whatever that may mean to me. It's not, much, it's not your parents' best life. It's not your friends' best life. It's not your husband's best life. It's your best life. Mm-hmm. And it's a, always a gentle reminder to me I think you have to live your best life and life is way too short to be aggravated about certain things, um, to be upset when things happen or things don't go your way. Um, It is way, life is way too short before you, um, for you to be not doing what you want to do with not wanting to design the life that you want life is just great should and, and to navigate it with a, a disease is that i would say you will definitely have to know your body i always tell patients that that you have to know your body you have to know when you work best know when when to, 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 to stop when to go and when to just say okay let me just um do something different um it's a lot of testing mm-hmm. a lot a lot of testing a lot a lot um a lot of, of scheduling and a lot of planning like mm-hmm. that is a good thing about lupus lupus has definitely allowed me to navigate my planning skills because mm-hmm. i have to plan out all my days i have to plan out all my nights i have to know what i'm doing next two three days at ten so because i don't want to put too much things on my schedule um yeah i don't want to put too much things on my schedule that i cannot
0: you can't manage. Functioned,
1: yeah, I can't function the way that i suppose supposed to. So, um, that's the basic thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's great. And now you said something which I think is very important. You said you have to know your body, you have to know your limitations, etc. But you know what? I feel like that's just not for people who are managing illness. I feel like that's just for, for us as women generally building businesses, because I think within the entrepreneurship space, there's so much of this like slay, 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 work hard, work hard, work hard, um, team, no sleep, you know, all the yeah. things that we hear. Yeah. And I think that sounds really good. And initially um, it's, it's motivational, but it's not reality because, because it's actually cool. You know, it's hashtag unhealthy. <laughs> it's hashtag going to lead to you being ill. So, yeah. um, this culture of everything's got to be done now, and I've got to slay, slay, slay. Um, it's, it's. I think it's dangerous because there are a lot of people out there who believe they have to work twenty-three hours out of a twenty-four hour day to make things that's happen. Possible. Not only, oh. I mean, it doesn't work. Your oh. body needs. Your body needs sleep. I yes. think. And I think, and I think also going back to masculinity, this is masculine culture. Masculine culture says you only need to sleep three hours a day to get things done. Well, I'm sorry, but the female body needs more than three hours of sleep. And so does the masculine body because, um, you know, as women, our makeup is very different to men and we need rest. And just generally you need, the human body needs rest. It needs nutrients. It needs good food. It needs, you know, you need, sometimes you just need to step away from your business to get inspired. You need to do things different. Um, you need to have balance. You need to spend time with your friends and your family and your loved ones. Um, so I don't, I don't ascribe any value to slay culture. Now that said, Um, I think it's also important like to work smart and working smart is much more um, beneficial than working hard. You know, Mm -hmm. we meet a lot of people who work 80 hours a, uh, a week, but they're still not producing results versus someone like you, who you manage an illness and you're building a business and you're more productive in one day, just because your illness forces you to be. And that's a lesson for all of us who are healthy that, you know, we, we can actually get things done if we, if, we manage, if we manage our time well and if we focus on, on what's important. So I wanted to get your take on health generally in the entrepreneurial space and all this talk of sleigh and all this stuff going around, which I think sometimes puts some women off because they feel like, well, mm, that's not me, so maybe I can't start a business, you know? So what's your take on that?
1: On... Um, um. I think that you need to just run your own race. If you want to open a business, you have to do it for you. You can't do it because this is what this one is saying and this one is what that one is saying. You have to do it for you. You have to be able to navigate everything that you have that you want to do and take all the information, soak it up like a sponge and then carve out your own little part, not parts, but carve out your, make your own puzzle. There are different parts to this, this entrepreneur puzzle that make like this gigantic puzzle, but you have to take parts out of it and make it into your own thing. Mm. Design your own little life that you want to live. So if you're not a player out here wanting to be, you know, playing, I'm, that doesn't mean that won't do it won't work. Mm. I do understand what they mean by slay though. Well, for me, slaying doesn't mean that you have to do twenty four hours. It Mm. means that you have to be hungry and you can't Mm. be lazy in entrepreneurship. Like that is what they are saying.
0: Now that's very important. And that's very important. And that's very important. But I think like sometimes in like most things in social media things get hyped up a lot and people people just take this stuff out of context. (laughs) Like, oh, I've got to slay. I've got to work hard. I've got to, you know, I can't sleep. I have to do this. I have to do that. And it's like, you know, when you, when you study the most successful entrepreneurs, um, they sleep eight hours, they meditate, they take time out, they, 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 they you know, they, like Gary Vaynerchuk, which is someone that I I follow a lot. Gary works, Gary always says, you know, I work really hard because that's what makes me happy. But he's like, when I shut down, I shut down. When I'm with my family, I'm with my family. There's no technology, there's no nothing, you know. Um, Elon Musk, you know, I know we're talking about men. Elon Musk meditates. Elon Musk um, takes time away. He does all of that. So why are we perpetuating a culture that even the most successful people in business don't? Ascribe to, you know, and, but you're right, you do, you do have to work hard in the sense that you have to be, you have to be hungry and you have to know what you want. But I think, I think that's for anything in life, not just building a business. I think with building a business, you just need to be a bit more resilient because it's you on your own, you know, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't sleep. <laughs> and no, you it should... doesn't mean you should yeah, and you shouldn't eat. And I think, especially for the younger generation who, when they go online and they see all these people telling them they have to do this and they have to do that, I think it's a little confusing. And then, you know, they run around not getting sleep, and then, then there's burnout, you yep, know?
1: There's lots of burnout. I think that people, I think that starting out is different to where Gary Banachuk is right now of course he's successful yeah he's successful he has a need he has he has different things in place he has systems he has a big team but do you know what though
0: gary was back gary was working for about 15 20 years behind the scenes before he became the person he is now and that's and that's what a lot of us don't realize it -hmm. takes time and all of these people who are successful that we look up to. 10, 15, 20 years ago, they were behind the scenes working very, very hard. Very and, hard. And that's something that Gary says. He's like, look up to me. But you have to realize I was building a wine business for years. I'm only out now as a success because I've, quote, unquote, gotten to a certain level. So I think that's the lesson for us as well that you, you know, who are aspiring and just starting out. It's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. You know? is isn't.
1: It isn't. There's no overnight success. The overnight success
0: is previous. That's what the overnight success is. Yeah, and you're gonna achieve milestones, but it's not. It's you're never going to go from being, you know, aspiring and having an idea today, and then even in five years, um, being it. And it depends on how you define success. And what you said is important. Everyone's has got to define success uh, on their own terms. On terms. Yep. And on their own terms and 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 within sort of what what makes them what makes them happy so that so it was it's interesting to hear um your take on that and within a caribbean context um do you think that there's a lot of emphasis placed on health and entrepreneurship Mm
1: -hmm. i think that is can you repeat the question what's that can you repeat the question
0: oh sorry in terms of health like There's a lot of conversations now about we need to focus on our health. Entrepreneurs need to focus on their health. Within the Caribbean context, do you think these conversations are happening? No. Mm. No. no.
1: I don't think it is. Okay. I don't think it is. I think that um, I think that we need to talk much more about what entrepreneurship and health means, hmm. and being healthy, I think that in the Caribbean anymore, being healthy is just not uh, discussed. I think it's discussed, but it's not implemented. That's the problem in the Caribbean. Implementation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of everybody knows that you need to go to the gym, or you need to exercise, or you need to work out, some sort of workout three times a week.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: is it implemented? Is it is the program started school from a young age where you get the kids into exercising is that part of the curriculum in the universities for entrepreneurship that you know health and discussing your health is that part of a, a, of your major a course health wellness no so again it's
0: And what do you think should be done or can be done to change that? Starting with your country, Trinidad and Tobago.
1: I think that, what I just said, that was a good idea. Having courses at the university level where they have, instead of just doing straight of entrepreneurship or straight of business management or anything to do with management, that part of it should be managing your health. Part mm. of the curriculum should be managing your health. Um, mm-hmm. At a university level or at a at the school level, when you put it that way, primary school five and you know sixth graders and twelve and ten year olds should have mm-hmm. mandatory. But it is mandatory, but it should play a more of a because I work in the school as well, and that PE and physical education has just being like you know you're playing a sport, so you just you're playing outside, and they should have a lot more emphasis on why your health is so important and and why it is i remember doing that in a class i trained them how much sugar it is in a soda Mm. and they were like oh my god this like yes it's it's terrible you know and implementing things like that letting them see that this is what is going to happen to you 10 15 years down the road if you don't take care of your health Mm. And, and and making it part of the community's conversation
0: as well right that was really really important thank you for that yeah. and now um let's go back to the kind of support you like for example when you mentioned gary just now you said gary's a man that's got you know his business and support and his team and all of that but i really believe obviously he's he's if gary's in another universe <laughs> but for um people like yourself and like me and us in this community who are just starting out I think everybody's got their team and everybody's got their support, you know, whether it's your parents, your cousins, your siblings, your girlfriends, everyone's got their team. So what type of support network do you have to, to help you as you move along managing your illness and building um, t- uh, Trinidad Mughalista? Oh, I have a team. I have a team. <laughs> team the dream yeah. work. Team Amaniki. Um, team Amaniki. Yeah. <laughs> no team, no. team Trinidad Mughalista. I would like to Te- be Team Amaniki. Okay,
1: team Trinidad Mogulista Got, it. Got yeah, it um This team Helps me So, so much I have Okay, I have the team that works On different parts of my business That I Like I have two I have two assistants And an intern So They help with different parts of this That I I I, um, I definitely just can't do mm-hmm. Um Uh then I have my friends, my business friends, who help us all, we all mentor each other, we all support each other when it comes to business. Um, so they talk to me and tell me when on days that I'm done or days that I can't do this anymore. I have that type of support. I have family who make sure that, you know, I eat or I take at rest, my mom is always always arguing with me about that. Like, you won't get up four o'clock every morning, you need to go and sleep, you need to rest, you're doing too much. And she worries. I know she worries a lot about me and my health. Mm-hmm. So and it's good to have that check um in place as well. So I have that type of team. Even my clients they check on me on now and again to make sure that I'm okay and um make sure that things are running smoothly with the business and to check in. So I have a strong team. I'm still building it out. Um, there's some parts of like being a, a quote-unquote leader of this team is weak. It's what? Um, it's weak. Mm. Yeah, because you have to know a lot of your team's strengths and what are their weaknesses and what you can give them to do and what they should be doing. Um, all of those decisions are basically your decisions. I tell entrepreneurs that, well, oh, don't try to do this by yourself. You will not be successful if you try to do these things by yourself. It's gonna take a team to get to navigate to the next level. You're at one level right now, and if you want to level up and get to another level, if you want to get to Gary V's level, you
0: you need a team. Everyone needs a team. So yeah. uh, it's a farce to believe that you can do all of this by yourself. Exactly. No one, yeah. no one, no one can do anything on their own. No one can survive any, anything in this life on their own. You're always, we are all interdependent. And um, if you have a problem asking for help, entrepreneurship may not be for you because as an entrepreneur, you're going to need help from everybody all the time to get things yeah. done. And you mentioned leadership. I love that you mentioned that. How, how do you define leadership and what's your leadership style I'm I'm sure it's changing and evolving all the time but how would you define leadership and and what's your style what would your team say about you as a leader
1: I am a workhorse (laughs) Mm. like I work 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 work, and I expect things to be done like I don't want I hate to be calling you every minute to find out is it done? Is it done? Is it finished? Like if I send you a deadline, it needs to be done. Because that's how I am as well. Like if you send me a deadline because needs to get done by this time, I get it done. And if my my clients need done by a certain time, then it needs to be done. There's no room for slip ups and mishaps. Yeah. Um, like once or twice I will let it happen. But after that, no, we got to have things done at this point in time. I really do need to call a team meeting because they've been, like, lagging. Um, I don't know if they're, like, they're tired or they're just, you know, they need some motivation. I don't know. But I will figure it out and let them know, listen, we can't can't lag behind. We have a lot of ground to cover. A long We still have a whole six months ahead of us for the next west. For the rest of the year, we have to get this quarter planned out, quarter three, um, and get things in a certain gear. We've covered a lot of ground in the last six months, but I still think that it needs to be tight. Um, I am, um, if you know, if you follow Diddy, P D mm-hmm. that is me. Like I am that, I am that, that, that type of leader. Like you
0: know, I don't know if you still watch that show, Making of the Band. Oh my goodness! It oh, was so ago. long ago. I, yes. I watched I watched one or two episodes, but I was not Yeah, like when a he H sent fan. them out for the
1: cheesecake.
0: Okay, I don't is, remember what happened with that.
1: Okay, well, he, he was like in one part of like uptown New York, and he sent them. So he sent the, the the band all the way to Brooklyn, which is like way far. We to a cheesecake for him, right? Um, and walk in and like. And it was working, and no, they were like, no, they're not going. And he was like, okay, all of you guys are fired. I don't want to make a bang. And the reason he was doing that is because in life, you're gonna, if you want to make it in the music business, you're gonna to have to do things that you don't want to. Yeah. And people that you don't that don't necessarily care about you, but you have to see, you have to see the bigger picture. So get it done. I don't care if you don't want to get it done or you don't, it's too far or no. So I will describe my leadership style. I, like, I, I resonate a lot with, with Didi. Like he does not stop and he goes and he gets what he wants. That's why he's a billionaire He's in the Forbes so like number one. pick up. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. And now tell us about some of the challenges that you have faced. And these are challenges specifically because of your, your illness and how you overcame them.
1: I don't think um challenges are of tiredness, I'm like usually very, very tired. That mm. is like the biggest challenge. Like I am usually always just pooped and that's why I go to bed up to the time so I can get rest. Um so that is like the major challenge for me. Like wanting to like do a lot more but just can't because my body just won't allow me to Mm. i have tried to overcome it by scheduling stuff by hiring help i would like to have more help on hand on hand i tell people like if i could have outsourced my services to someone else the things that i can do i would have done that to get the rest Mm. um but it won't be like this forever. That's what I tell, Keep telling it won't be like this forever. It will eventually The wheels will turn and will get. I will get where I have to get. Get
0: where I get where I have to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be it. But yeah, like that is the major challenge. Just being tired.
0: Yeah. And where do you want to go? Tell us about where you want Trinidad and to be. Say, let's start with five years and ten years. What's your vision? What's your big plan?
1: 20, wait, 2017, mm-hmm. um, To be a region wide known social media place. Not a social media movement known region wide, definitely. i made her mark in places like where you are St. Croix, Grenada, mm-hmm. Jamaica, region wide at Amelisa because you say that they're like yeah we know who that is right that is definitely the goal for five years for ten years I don't know I haven't figured that part out yet I would say internationally known
0: mm-hmm. I would say
1: that it is a, it will be a global brand that mm-hmm. I can be able to compete with um, anyone on an international scale so that will what is, that is what I would want years that the legacy will continue yeah that i won't be working as hard that i will be working as smart but i will be working as hard that i you would have
0: continue. you would have you would have planted the seeds and and yeah. they, would, they would be germinating by then so it would by be more then. about maintaining and continuing to innovate rather than the upfront stuff which is really the the big 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 challenge in the beginning
1: yes it is yeah so yeah more of that i would also want to have i am i have in my mind an NGO that i want to start. so let's okay. hope that, 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 that can start off by then to be blossoming
0: okay so this is just the beginning of many things for you yeah all right okay so tell us now how people can find you your website your social media um what you're looking what you're looking for how people can get in contact with you if people want to collaborate I partner with you and that kind of thing. How can they find you?
1: Oh, great. Um, everything is that Mogulista. So the website is com, And if you want to contact me, you go to the contact form on the website forward slash um, contact. Okay. And you'll be able to get on to me there. Okay. Um, everything else is that Mogulista uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. No LinkedIn is Amenity. Um, okay. I'm do you know, but everything else is Trader Mogalista. You can contact me there, and if you want to go through the normal way, you can send me an email: hi at tradermogalista and we are sure to reply to all emails. If you want to collaborate, come on in and join the Mogalista movement.
0: The Mogalista movement. I like how you call it a movement. So this yeah. is a movement. It's a movement. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Aminike, for being our guest today all the way from Trinidad. It was a pleasure to have you on our podcast. And as you know, Secret Birds HQ is about empowering, encouraging, and supporting women to... um, to build their businesses. We support women in the pre-startup and startup phase of business. And we hope that something, and I'm sure something that you said has inspired someone, and hopefully uh, someone will reach out to you if they want to find out more. Sometimes you know it's just a conversation because they're in the same position as you. Maybe they may have been recently diagnosed with something and they're feeling down, they're in a dark place, and and they need somebody to relate to and they need someone to talk to. So I'm um, I'm really glad that you opened up. And you shared with us and I hope this inspires more women to open up and share about their, their diseases and their, their illnesses and their, you know, I always say, we're all crippled in some way. <laughs> we're all cripples in something or in some way. Um, for, for you, it's, you know, you have a physical illness. For someone else, it could have been battling depression or something. But these are stories I think we should share to, to inspire other people because a um, story is powerful and it may, it may help somebody else in, in another way. So, so much gratitude to you for sharing with us today. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome.
1: You're most welcome. And
0: everybody, go visit trinidadmogalisa.com. Join the movement. Follow her on Twitter. Follow her on Instagram, Facebook. She has some hilarious posts that she puts up from time to time. Very entertaining. Lots of good stuff. So you will not be disappointed. All right. Thank you.
1: Bye, love.
0: Bye.